This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of Wall Private Wealth. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Hey, everyone out there in Radio Land or Podcast Land, thanks for tuning in and back for another episode of The Michael Wall Show. Going to have a great show this week, talking about a lot of things that will affect and help improve your life. So if you dialed in and you want to have a better life, live with purpose, uh, protect your wealth, grow what you're doing, learn new ideas, you've tuned into the right show. At any point in time, you can go to the Michael Wall Show. Dot com. Again, michaelwallshow.com. Learn more about the show. Subscribe to the show if you're listening on radio. And uh, by the way, if you are listening on podcasts, you know we're in about 104 countries now, Randy. And uh, reach out to us. Give us your thoughts. Give us your feedback. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. If you're listening on radio and you're like, you know what? I'm listening on the radio, but I, I can't catch the whole show. Go back to michaelwallshow.com. You can subscribe to the show and listen to the rest later. Randy, today we got a lot of good information we're going to share. I'm going to talk initially, as we always do, the initial motivational segment on using your gifts and abilities and why it's important to have the right people in your corner to help you maximize your life. We're going to talk uh, about Black Monday. I know, Randy, your favorite color is black when you color things, right? <laughs> I happen to be wearing black right now, as a matter see? of fact. Yeah. I, I, I knew that. I knew that. Black Monday. Let's see if you know the date. And it was what year? Uh, 1987. Yeah, and, and and now here's the big test. And now, uh, you listeners, you may or may not know this, but 1987, right? I'm going to test you here. Okay. The market went down in one day. How much? 22%. Yeah, market went down 22% in one day, 1987. It's called Black Monday. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on how to protect your wealth. Also, tax reform, tax savings. We're going to have Warren Buffett on talking a little bit about some things that he's seeing. And we're going to comment on that as well. But, you know, Randy, initially in this segment, I always like to start out and give a little motivation because I think that motivation is necessary in life. You know, I saw it affect me positively as I sold books door to door back when I was in college. I was very dedicated to retraining and reprogramming my mind because we get so many negative influences in the world all the time. And you know what I'm talking about as you're listening to this. All you got to do is flip the channel and, 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 and listen, tune in, whether it be radio, whether it be TV, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Facebook, whether it be whatever, there's negative messages all the time. You know, he's right, she's wrong, she's right, he's wrong. Uh, all of these things going on, the natural disasters, the, the negative things in the world, which by the way, we do need to attend to. We don't want to put our head in the sand. There's issues that need dealt with out there. I totally get that. But at the end of the day, we got to ask ourselves the question, and I want you to ask yourself this question, are you using the gifts and abilities that you've been given? Now, you might say, you know what? I don't even know fully what the gifts and abilities that I have. Now, Randy, thankfully for you, you got, I mean, you have like 300,000 gifts. <laughs> and you can do anything. Okay. Randy's the kind of guy that if he thinks about it, he can do it. Uh-huh. Well, that's true. I do get focused. That's very true. I get you determined. Get, yeah. You get determined, baby. Mm -hmm. And that is the key. So the question is, do you know what your gifts and abilities are? Is what I'm asking you. If you don't, you want to get around people that can help you find them, find the right resources. Tune into the show each and every week. We're going to help you dial in motivationally so you can learn more about what that looks like. But this is important because, you know, you are the only one that has the ability to use the talents, gifts, and abilities that you have. It is an awesome responsibility. I heard that said one time from Zig Ziglar. I'll never forget it. And it is a huge thing. So the question is, you know, sometimes in life, as you're going down a road, you know, you're trying to refine a gift or a strength that you have, you're doing more study or you're practicing on something and, you know, you're just like, man, I just, I'm not sure exactly how to go from here to where I want to go. How do I get there? The question is, and the thought is, I guess I should say, when you don't know what to do, you better know where to go. And what do I mean by that? Why, what I mean by that is you are the one that is responsible for the input in your mind. The things that are coming into your brain each and every day, the things that you think about, the thoughts that you uh, stew on, if you will. Uh, now, I, I was, I'm not a big fan of stew. Sometimes I like stew. It just depends on the temperature outside uh, and what type of stew it is. But I'm talking about brain stew. I'm talking about the stuff that you think on each and every day. What do you allow to penetrate your mind and then to stay on your mind? And do you have people in your life that are going to push you and look at you and evaluate you and say, you know what? Hey, you know what? I think you're really good at this. My wife sent me a text 
uh, Randy, and and you know we had some conversation, but we were in the car, and she sent me this text, so I would not forget it because my 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 oldest son Cyrus, all the kids uh, love to be tuned into what we're doing, but Cyrus in particular, he loves to listen to the show. Now he's nine years old; he'll be uh, uh, ten um, in November, and this is what he said: We're in the car, and he says this, and I quote. <laughs> this is Cyrus. Dad, what I like about your show is that it's not boring like other shows. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that, buddy. Now, what's cool about Cyrus is he does not just share positive information just to share it. He's a thinker. He really is a thinker. And I thought, you know, that's really cool. Now, I don't necessarily just listen to my son for all the feedback in my life, but it is amazing that, you know, kids say the darnest things. You've heard that before, right, Randy? Sure. And, you know, honesty can come from the mouth of babes. The Bible talks about that. And so the idea is, are you willing to take criticism or even praise sometimes? You know, sometimes you'll praise someone, Randy. You'll be like, man, this is a really good meal. And like, oh, you know, I wish I would have just cooked it just a little bit longer. <laughs> you know, then it would have, uh, or maybe you go in and you say, wow, you know, your, your, your house is beautiful. It's just really, well, you know, yeah, we were able to, but there's just a few things we wanted to kind of get together. Or it's just, you know, we didn't have time to clean it up just as much as we wanted and, it's like, you know what, just stop and accept the praise and say thank you. That shows a healthy self-esteem. And so the point is, as you are going through life and looking to maximize your gifts and abilities, you want to make sure that you have people in your corner that are going to praise you when praise is necessary and do, if you will. And they're also going to uh, give constructive criticism on what you're doing. What that will do is that will help you refine your gifts, your abilities to be the best person that God has created you to be. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. You have a specific purpose on this earth. Here's one last thought that I want to leave you with, which will help you move forward into those gifts and abilities. And that is, if you're too big to do the little things, then you will never be trusted to do the big things. Now, let me say that one more time. If you're too big to do the little things, then you will never be trusted to do the big things. And, you know, that's very, very important that we make sure. I, I heard a, uh, another guy on a uh, rant where he was speaking in graduation. He said, make sure your servant's towel is larger than your ego. <laughs> that's really, really important. So are we in life, are you in life willing to serve first? Those types of things, which are other people focused and getting the right constructive criticism, getting the right people in your corner, and you may not have a lot of people in your corner every time they're going to give you constructive criticism or you're going to give you encouragement or going to shoot you towards your gifts and abilities, but that's why you need to dial into things. When I was younger, when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, I sold books door to door in the summertime. I dialed in, in my car, Randy, the only two things that I did during that time was one of two things. I either prayed, I was asking God for wisdom, or number two, I listened to motivational things. And that motivational for me was Zig Ziglar, the secrets of closing the sale. And the reason I resonated with him is because he sold pots and pans door to door. I under He understood how to communicate with people. You learn a lot of things meeting hundreds to a thousand people in a 12-month period of time by knocking door to door. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about how to communicate with people. You learn a lot about the fact that 65 to 70% of communication is body language. It's not verbal. You learn a lot about how you say is more important. How you say what you say is more important than what you say. And these are all things that dial into refining the gifts that you have. Very, very important. So I'm going to encourage you again, reach out to the michaelwallshow.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the show and dial in each and every week so you can get a little dose of positive reinforcement to help you in your life. And by the way, reach out to us on Facebook as well. Check out Michael Wall Show on Facebook. Uh, you know, there's only 2 billion people on the planet on Facebook now. So you've probably heard of Facebook. It's been around a little while. Go to Facebook and search Michael Wall Show. Go ahead and like us, follow us, and give us your thoughts and comments. But coming up next segment, we're going to talk about direction with your wealth. You know, we talk about direction in your life. Well, your wealth is a big part of your life. We're going to talk about direction with your wealth. How do you maximize it? How do you protect yourselves against those Black Mondays that we talked about earlier? You're not going to want to miss this, so hang around. We will be back right after this. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ's Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. 
And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show. Catch up on previous episodes at leanonthewall.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Find us online, leanonthewall.com. Michael, there is, uh, people, if they were following the financial news this week, they might have heard about this, Black Monday. As a matter of fact, when we look back, we're at the 30th anniversary this week of Black Monday when the market went down, (gasps) gasp, 508 points in one day. But 508 points in one day doesn't feel like a big deal right now, does it? But at that point, it was 22%. Can you imagine in one day, you lose 22% of your money? Not a good feeling. But you know what? It did come back in a short period of time, didn't it? Well, it did. I mean, it came back in about three months. And, uh, you know, so that that's where, you know, a lot of people are in a place where, hey, you, you've heard the term or you've heard it said, you know, hey, the market's going to come back. The market's going to come back. The market's going to come back. Well, yeah. They, they did come back in the past. They have come back in the past. The question is, are they guaranteed they're going to come back in the future? The answer is no. But what we do know is it did come back. It came back in three months. And, you know, when you take a look at things, Randy, we talk about, um, you know, the next kind of crash, if you will, or recession, if you will, is uh, obviously 2008, which is a little fresher in people's minds. You know, it's, by the way, one of the reasons that I wrote in my book, uh, Retire Once, Retire Well, I talked about avoiding financial amnesia. <laughs> because mm-hmm. people are in a situation where we end up kind of getting numb. We forget the past. We forget the history. And we say, well, you know, it's not going to happen. Everything's just great and rosy and whatever. And then all of a sudden something negative happens and they're like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, we're in a situation where right now where we're eight and a half years into a bull run and the average bull run seven years. And so when we talk, take a look at uh, 2008, well, what happened? The markets went down, they crashed. And depending on how the portfolio was Allocated, a lot of people it took anywhere between four to seven years uh, to return. Now, the markets itself took a little longer towards the longer end, but four to seven years to return. 1987 took three months. Again, 08 took four to seven years. So the question is yeah, the markets can come back, but is there better ways? Are there better ways to allocate portfolio dollars so we can actually reduce market risk and increase? overall protection and safety on the portfolio or help increase, if you will, and then at the same time, eke out some really, really strong returns. And that's why, Randy, a lot of times we have utilized for clients, you know, at the private uh, private wealth firm, we've utilized the idea of off-market endowment type strategies, similar to what Yale and Harvard have done for a long time. And, and these are what reduce risk in a lot of ways, help reduce market risk, systemic risk, as well as increase return and give the opportunity for consistent uh, income and consistent yield as we need it. And there's a lot of tax advantages along the way. So it's, this is definitely something that you know we need to be paying attention to. We don't want to have our head in the sand. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show, and you can find us online at leanonthewall.com for a private wealth review. You can give Michael a call. It's 888-511-WALL. 888-511-9255. Well, you mentioned taxes there, and I have something for you today, Michael. Um, God, I love that. I love when you got something I for got you, Randy. I got something for you, man. I, yeah. I, I, I work all week. I find stuff for you. Oh, all right. You're the man. So Warren Buffett was on just this past week, and he did a long-form interview. And in the long-form interview on CNBC, they asked him about the tax reform that's probably going to take place. They hope that it's going to take place before the end of the year. Very interesting to find out that Warren Buffett is waiting around to find out what's going to happen with tax reform as to what he will do with his investments with Berkshire Hathaway. Take a listen. We may or may not have a change in the tax code. And we have lots of stocks with lots of gains, and we have a few stocks with with losses. And here we are in October. And if something happens that changes the tax rate significantly on January 1st, it would pay me to sell the losses now 
and defer the gains until next year. And I, I think there's a lot of that going on because it'd be kind of foolish to have a gain now and pay 35% tax on it if by waiting a few months you were likely to pay 25%. See, even my little pea brain, I can do that math. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's interesting. You'll hear him yeah. on one voice say, I don't care who pre who the president is. On the yeah. other hand, right here, he's saying, I'm going to wait around to see what the president does and what Congress yeah. does, and that's going to affect my strategy. Yeah, well, you know, he, and he is correct. You know, one of the, one of the big things you got to look at is, uh, and, and one of the key words, two words that he said there initially is may or may not. Right. So there's two avenues here. When you look at a portfolio, okay, you have parts of the portfolio that might be hinged upon some legislation. Okay. And if all of your portfolio is always in the market, stocks, uh, equities, that type of thing, for the most part, you're in a place where it really matters what this legislation says or does, especially if you're going to participate in tax loss harvesting. Now, any actively traded portfolio is such that it should be participating in tax loss harvesting, which is simply the idea of maximizing uh, gains and losses and bringing them together so you can uh, wash things out, if you will, and max maximize the overall portfolio. Now, one of the things I will say, Randy, is again, and you hear, you've heard me said it before, this is why it's so crucial to be looking at off-market structures. Because we do, you do not want to catch yourself or you don't want to be in a place. You know, I sat down and I did a, a second opinion for uh, a couple that came in. And not all our couples are, you know, here local. There are different parts of the country, depending on how that works. You know, we do a go-to meeting or we have a conversation over the phone. We look at their portfolio. They send it into the team and we have a conversation. And one of the things that, that I know, Randy, in their situation is they were in a place where they were all in the market. So... You know, it's it's not necessarily always about just maximizing taxes, even though that's very, very important. It's also about protecting the wealth, you know, because the question is, OK, we, we have a couple factors that are going on. When will the market turn over? Well, you already know we're in the eight and a half years in the bull run and the average bull run is seven years. So the question is, when will the market turn over? Number one. Nobody fully knows the answer to that. We're going to play some clip a little bit later talking about markets at all time highs from a, from another thought uh, person. But. Uh, that's the first question we got to ask because, you know, we can say, okay, well, I'm going to wait around to sell to maximize taxes. And by the way, we want to maximize taxes. But what if the market ends up turning over and we lose, you know, X percent, 20, 30 percent of the process? Because what you got to remember is, you know, people say, oh, okay, it'll take some time for that to happen. Not so. The, the market, when it turns over significantly, typically drops 20 percent in two months or so. So this isn't like a, okay, well, six, eight months, the market will drop. You know, the average bear market is only a total of seven months, historically. So the average bear market historically is only seven total months, but that initial period, it typically drops about 20% in two months. So, you know, we got to say, okay, well, we got we to gotta save money in taxes, but we also want to make sure that we're protecting the portfolio as well. And that is why if you're sitting there and you're a self-manager, or you are uh, working with another firm and you're looking at your portfolio and you're saying, you know, gee, I'm in a place where, uh, you know, I feel like I'm taking a little bit too much risk. I don't know that they're even participating in tax loss harvesting for me. You know, I feel like it's the conversation that I'm getting from, from my current firm is, you know, just hang in there. It's going to come back. We're in this for the long haul. I'm here to tell you that that's not the right approach. Hanging in there is fine, but you know, at the end of the day, you got to have the right investment structures as well that can mitigate the risk when it look when you talk about uh, overall market risk, and that's why you need to be looking at alternative off market structures that are going to give you the ability to have nice, consistent yields. You know, anywhere between six, seven, eight, nine percent or more sometimes on these off market structures. And and we did a lot of research, Randy, around the Harvard and Yale endowment models years ago. And that's why we started implementing these things into the portfolio. And now utilizing Clarify and their network, we have the ability to bring a variety of things on the table, which have just performed very, very well. So it's not just the idea of minimizing taxes, even though that's very important, but it's also the idea in congruent in that conversation is talking about how do we reduce risk? And oh, by the way, fees at the same time. Because fees can have a huge effect on the portfolio. So, Michael, as people are hearing this right now about tax loss harvesting, they're here talking about fees and different things. And we talk about that second set of eyes and getting a review. And now actually is a really good time to do that at Wall Private Wealth because you have something brand new called 3 for 30. And this is a great time to explain that. 
Yeah, it's you know, Randy, it's a little bit about disaster relief. Obviously, we know the hurricanes has caused havoc like crazy on a lot of different places, Puerto Rico, the Keys, other countries too. And we have always been a big supporter, whether it be through the, our church, Christ Fellowship, or just in general at the firm level, uh, where we're involved. We want to be involved financially in any way that we can in helping out those causes. And so, you know, there's only so much I can do. But what I know is a lot of times people will connect with them and they'll say, you know what, hey, can you help me get a second set of eyes on my portfolio and improve what we're doing? And we sit down, a lot of times we see that that is the case. And so what we decided to do is, really I decided to do it, is in the next three months, I said at the firm level, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a three for 30 campaign. We know that there's people out there that are concerned about their wealth. We know that there's people out there that are concerned about how to protect and grow and have a more well-rounded plan, but focused plan for their future. Uh, whether it be estate planning, whether it be mitigating taxes, whether it be, you know, just overall portfolio construction. And so what we decided to do is any new client that says, we're going to take up you on the offer of getting a second opinion on your wealth and just sit down and see if we can improve what we're doing. Any new client that we end up bringing on board in the next three months, Randy, we're actually going to give 30% of the profit from that revenue of the new client to disaster relief. This is going to go directly to things that are going to help out with aid and need in Puerto Rico and in other areas where there's been disaster and wreak havoc and they need help. So we just decided that, you know, we want to be a greater solution to this problem, which is disaster relief. And we also want to be helping families protect, grow and reduce taxes on their wealth. So we thought, why not create this campaign that for the next three months, We're going to give people the opportunity to improve what they're doing financially by getting a a well-rounded, direct, focused plan as they sit down with us and and kind of get a second set of eyes. But we're also going to give 30% of that profit that we make from helping these families improve what they're doing. We're going to give that away to disaster relief. So I'm really excited about how that is going to impact these communities for the good. To be a part of 3 for 30 and to find out how Michael can help you move your portfolio forward at the same time, give us a call at Wall Private Wealth. It's 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255, or find us online at leanonthewall.com. Coming up next, Michael sits down with movie producer Greg Centineo. That's next on The Michael Wall Show. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Folks, to the Michael Wall Show. Welcome back, I should say. We're joined this segment with a great guest, Greg Santonino. Santino. Help, help me say that, Greg. Yeah, Come on. You're getting close, brother. Come on. Centineo. Ah, third time's a charm. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. You know, we, we, we're having Greg on. It's going to be a great show, great segment, talking about a lot of cool things. By the way, if you missed the first part of the show, head to michaelwallshow.com, michaelwallshow.com. Dot com. If you're on Facebook, check us out there, Facebook, Michael Wall Show, and leave us your comments. Let us know what you're thinking, what you want to hear on the show. If you've got a, a great guest idea, we'd love to hear about that as well. But Greg is kind of a disruptor. We wanted to have him in. He's done some really cool stuff. Legends of Oz is kind of one of his big to-dos, so to speak. He had a $120 million raise for that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But kind of a cool story, Greg. I mean, you were a minister for nine years. You were in banking. You were in a coffee company. You're, you're raising money for films, executive producer, all kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool situation. You're going from market to market. So let me start with this. What kind of caused you as you were continuing to grow and and do? We talked a little bit off air. You enter a market and you see that it it needs fix or it needs help or it needs energy. Tell us a little bit about that because you said you can't do anything of magnitude by yourself. What does that mean to you? Yeah, man, nothing, nothing of magnitude happens on your own. Right. You you can do I was you can do really good things by yourself. No question about it. But nothing, nothing worth talking about over time it takes others so it's this beautiful thing because you, you in order to i like to do big things right because we can why not why not no limit i really sincerely believe that no mm-hmm. limits but to do that you have to build community teams you got to inspire people and when you inspire people 
outside of motivating them, inspiration changes the trajectory of a human being. And when you do that and they can function at high levels, you get those results. So tell me a little bit about, so you're in the ministry for nine years. What did you learn from that that you took and transitioned as you went into banking and, and coffee company and all that stuff? And those are, those are great years for me. I learned that um, several things that societies, wherever they are in the world, like to institutionalize things, mm-hmm. including spirituality. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, for they, sure. They like to contain control. And in that environment, you know, the really good motives, good faith, good God, but you, you can't control it. And it, we, by controlling it, you create limits. Man-made limits. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, and, and, that, and we do that. I think we, they do it because people do that because they feel more comfortable yeah. and stable. But it's really not. It's, well, I love the thought. You know, it's the, the only way to get in your effective zone, right, is to get out of your comfort zone. You've yeah. heard that one before, and it's oh, yeah. so crucial. And so you decided then to spin off. You got into banking. Or was it coffee company next? Am I mixing it up? Yeah, man. It, you know, I always kid around, though. Help me out here. I, I kind of got fired from the church because being a disruptor, you know, <laughs> it was kind of that thing they, they, that you, they wanted me to resign. I wouldn't resign. I said, you got to fire me. They go, well, we can't fire you because you didn't do anything wrong, but, you know, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you, you think you got problems? I got fired by God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny when I left that environment and, I, and you know, about 500 people followed me. Wow. Yeah. And I remember looking at these people and I said, Hey, I, I'm lost. I just know it's not in there what yeah. I'm looking for. So, yeah. hmm. and they followed. And so I decided to go ahead and, and, and stretch into business and did a startup coffee company down in Fort Lauderdale got my friends together, raised some money and studied it out in Seattle. And we, we launched this amazing little shop on the railroad tracks mm. off of uh, Himishi down by the Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome, man. We, we definitely were, you know, the iconoclasts in what we were doing mm. and our own belief. And we built a sense of community in the Fort Lauderdale area. So as you build that small business, you know, there's a lot of listeners out there, Greg, that are um, either small or a lot of them are large business owners as well. And they, they have that sense of what it takes to grow something. Um, if somebody's listening to the show right now that is in a situation where they have never grown something, but they have a dream, they have an idea, what would you say to someone like that after going through the process of kind of growing that business, bringing friends together, bringing capital together, and growing the company? Yeah, well, you know, growing something is, you, you, it has to become bigger than yourself. And that's, that's it's a mindset. So, it, and it's scary. So, I'm, I'm known, I'm the guy that scales things out. Because I'm not afraid. I mean, I am afraid, but, sure. but I'm brave. Right. I do it anyway. So I would say you. It has to be bigger than you. There's mm-hmm. a phrase I always like to use when I when I consult. I say, chaos creates stability. And so as a leader, mm-hmm. chaos for you is it's out of control. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything that's going on in my business. That's good. Yeah. That <laughs> means it's going to be stable. Yeah. Because it's bigger than you. If you mm-hmm. can control it, right, and you understand. Everything that's happening, yeah. you got problems. Yeah. It's small. I remember, uh, what was it, uh, Ford used to say, I don't want to ever be the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, always be willing to say, you know what, I'm going to find smarter people around that I can bring in to grow this thing because as a group, as a community, we can do some some mighty things. Yeah, which, for sure. Which is pretty cool. So you moved in from that to banking, uh, and then you really kind of moved into the role of, of, of uh, raising capital and executive producer of The Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return. So if people haven't heard about that on the show, they probably have, but if they haven't, tell us a little bit about what that process looked like, um, what the purpose of, of The Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return looked like, and, and where did that play? What, you know, Just kind of the story, the, the yeah, overview. Pretty amazing project. So I was in time in banking, and I got a call from an independent production company in California, and they said, look, I told to give you a call. I, 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 ne- I wasn't raising money. I mean, I, I didn't raise money at that point, Mike. I, I mean, even though I did, being in the ministry and then raising money for a startup. I never put it together that I, I was raising money. They called and the guy said, I heard you do private equity. I say yes to everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I, yeah, I, Of course I do private equity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. If I didn't, if I don't know. If I, I didn't try, so how do I know I can't do it? Of course right. I do it. Right, right. So, um, <laughs> that's how, I love it. And that's how the conversation began. And long story short was they had a phenomenal idea to take one of the, the best-selling books, you know, Dorothy of Oz, which was the sequel to The Wizard of Oz, written by the great-grandson of the author of The Wizard of Oz, Roger Baum. Hmm. Problem was, this was an independent production company. They don't, they've never done animation. No independents really do animation. It's too expensive. Mm-hmm. And, and it cost tens of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and we were in the middle of a recession mm-hmm. in 2007, 2008. So I said yes after seven months of saying no. And uh, we strategized a way to go ahead and do this and went out and we 
raised $122 million. And instead of just a DVD movie, mm-hmm. we, we had a wide release, 4,000 domestic screens, U.S., 42 territories overseas, some of the largest licensing deals for mm-hmm. toys, dolls, games, which we create an overall franchise. So mm-hmm. We historically did this all outside of the studio system. And that was, a, that was a phenomenal experience. It was literally doing the impossible. Great movie. Phenomenal movie for kids. 3D, Michelle, Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart, mm-hmm. Bernadette Peters, Jim Belushi, Danny Aykroyd, Kelsey Grammer. I mean, a, a, so again, take an independent mm-hmm. who had no way in the world of pulling this off. Not yep. only pulled it off, but A-Cast. Toby Chu did the musical score. Brian Adams did the music. And we owned it all. Which and is a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. And that was my motivation at that time was yeah. we're, in a, we're in a nightmare of an economic, global economic disaster. For me, and you as, as an advisor knew, all the conventional investments were on fire. Mm-hmm. Everything was burning. 100%. Right. Real estate imploding. Countries going bankrupt. Banks going bankrupt. Uh-huh. And, and I was told by everybody, you'll never raise a penny in this. And they were probably right. Well, we raised $122 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't raise just a penny. Yeah. No. And then, you know, when you start to get that going, then all of a sudden Bernie Madoff hits in yeah. 2008. So the power of that project, you know, to do and to achieve what we achieved was absolutely phenomenal. And the motivation was we, we can create a, a pathway to a different type of revenue or investment. Which is key. You know, I mean, some of the greatest ideas aren't the ideas that have just been around forever. You know, it's the idea of continually inventing and, and creating that's when it becomes exciting too it's the old uh, stop stewing and start doing you know it's i see this in our field in our space greg where a lot of people as we have our our own private wealth firm the reason we're not part of a big you know named company which i won't mention any names mm-hmm. is because i didn't want to be in a system where they basically say here's what we want you to offer you know this month and you're kind of in a lot of ways drinking the kool-aid and i didn't want to do that i always wanted to be biased and objective and say okay i know there's more things out there and that's why when i travel a lot of times i travel because i'm looking at different off-market structured ideas we follow a lot of the harvin yell endowment models which have killed it for a long time because of just what you're saying you want to do different things uh, in different ways greg real quick if people want to connect with you reach out to you learn more about you where should they go my website really is a good starting point, gregcentineo.com, uh, C-E-N-T-I-N-E-O.com, mm-hmm. so Greg Centineo. It's a good starting point if you need to talk to me, and more than happy to do that. Tell us a little bit about um, the idea of the evolution of this this film as it came out, you know, The Legends of Oz, Dorothy So came out, you know, you're kind of watching this thing build, you're watching it grow. I mean, probably at some point in time, halfway through, you're like, this is real. This is happening. Yeah. This is, you know, we had this idea, we had this dream, and now it's, you know, it's like this, it's like the snowball rolling down the hill. It's just picking up steam, picking up steam, picking up steam. When was it for you in your mind, the idea that this is, this is going to work, this is going to happen? Or was it from the very beginning? No. You just believed it. Yeah, no, great question, Mike. No, you, you, you know, I would say I believed in trying. I never believed we'd pull it off. In yeah. fact, in the early days, first four years, we were told, when, you know, we educated investors, by the way. You mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't, you can, what do you, you know, you can't. They got to make their own decisions. selling that. Correct. You have to, so it's got to be a bigger reason than making money. In That's exactly project. right. And they did. The people bought into the concept because it, it was bigger than themselves. It mm-hmm. brought a sense of meaning and it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, we're going to, tr- I said, we can pierce the veil of animation. It's Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar. They don't, they know they don't call you. You can't yeah. invest in a Pixar movie. Right. 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 It's a, it's a trillion dollar industry. So I said, we have a chance to pierce yeah. the veil. Now I, and I said, it's, that's an opportunity of a lifetime, right? They go, yeah. I said, but we're not going to, we're not going to succeed. <laughs> it's not going to succeed. We're going to lose it all. And they yeah. go, well, really? I go, yeah. I mean, you think we're seriously going to do this? Raise this type of money in the recession? I said, I believe in trying. Yeah. And I'm going to try, man. Yeah. I am going to try. Give it your all. But let's be honest. It ain't going to happen. So they said, then why should I give you money? Just just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Exactly. And you know what? Said, Prove something, Mike. Hmm. People did. We probably raised $70 million in that notion. It, was, it wasn't about the money anymore. It was about meaning. You know what Disney mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. before he passed away? He said, it's, it's fun to do the impossible. And at the heart of humanity, it's not really money. Money's mm-hmm. important, man. It's vital. It's a library card. It's a library card. It's all it is. It gives you access. We're having a great conversation here about movies and ministry and coffee companies and banking, all kind of stuff. We're going to come back with Greg, talk a little bit more about the idea of how to move people to do great things and some of the projects that he's got coming up here in the, in the future that are on his heart and his mind and vision he's got coming. So you're not going to want to miss this. Hang around. We'll be back right after this. 
Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. Now, back to the show. Hope you guys are doing well. Welcome back into The Michael Wall Show. Having a great conversation with Greg Centineo. And you can check him out. It's gregcentineo.com. A lot of great stuff going on there. And we talked last segment a little bit about the idea of Legends of Oz. $120 million private raise with 2,000 investors across the country, across the world, really coming together to create something special. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, Greg, it's really, really cool. We talked last segment about the idea of how to move people to do great things. And you, you mentioned about the idea that, you you know, we can't be doing great things just all on our own. We need other people involved. And I'm a big believer of that as well. What we did not talk about is a little bit of the Michael Jackson project that was big. A lot of people probably saw it, didn't even know that came from your kind of uh, think house, we'll call it. And uh, you kind of spun that out. Tell us a little bit about that. And then let's talk about what it looks like moving forward, because I know you're passionate as well as I am about actually helping people move forward in life, which I love. And I want to dive into that a bit. But first, mm-hmm. let's talk about that Michael Jackson piece. And what did that look like? Yeah. So the Jackson, that was the Jackson hologram at the Billboard Awards in 2014. So we brought Michael back in a hologram a medium, shocked the world. Um, we also, my partner, John Text at the time, did, coach, uh, did um, Tupac at Coachella hmm. in 2012. That was a great, that was a startup for John. John had just lost digital domain in hmm. Port St. Lucie. It was mm-hmm. a massive implosion of the company. Uh, he was down and out, you know, defeated, great leader, but was down and we kind of connected and had a good chance to work with John that year just to kind of help him get back on his feet, you know, mentally, psychologically, mm. spiritually. Because mm. you know what happens, Mike, it's really funny. When, when you're on top of the world, mm-hmm. everybody's everybody's in your court. When you fall, you're the guy on the side of the road who got the, the crap beat out of him yeah. and nobody's coming over to help you. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, people are people are fickle. Yeah, it, and it happens, all happened to me as well. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. John, I just kind of befriended John and we... And I spent the time helping him mm-hmm. and just inspiring him. Mm-hmm. This guy was a huge success, mm-hmm. man. You know, brilliant, brilliant guy. And was half dead, you know. And so bringing him back in that year, he came back to me and he said he, he had the aha, aha moment. And he said, hey, man, I want digital humans to a new level. And he did. And he said, the difference is we're going to own, we want to own these characters instead of be a special effects company and make them for somebody. And they Somebody made, else, yeah. Right, so we did. And that's when we started with the Jackson Estate. Hmm. Pulse Evolution is the company. They own, we own 40% of the digital likeness of Michael Jack. Put him on, on stage at the billboards <laughs> and shocked the entire world. Positive and negative was coming out of that from people. They some were disturbed by yeah. it. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. There he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that got our company ninety-eight billion mm. mentions on the internet. Wow. Ninety-eight billion. Wow. And what happened next was the other estates called Sinatra, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, and we ended up now we own fifty percent of the Elvis rights, fifty mm. percent of Marilyn Monroe. They just announced uh, with our partner Simon uh, Simon Fuller who is now launching the ABBA show. So that was that for me, that was my, uh, after legends, we, we isn't that cool though. You know, you, you took the time to invest in someone that needed help. And I think that's, I think as you're listening to this, that's if you're, if you're ultra successful or even if you're not, you know, sometimes we're in a situation in life where we drive by the guy in the street because we're so focused on where we think we need to go. And we miss out on the opportunity of the day. And I think I want to just pause for a moment, Greg, and just just challenge you, you know, as I do each and every segment, each and every show at the end of the show, to do something for someone else that can do nothing for you in return. That's when great things occur. It's amazing to me, Greg, whether it's great things in your own life that, you you know, just epiphanies of, man, this is this is what I'm here for. Yeah. This is why I'm here. Now, I'm a big believer of Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. We all have a particular purpose and plan. And I don't think that we can really unveil that or unfold that without really paying attention and pausing in life. That might even be just the person at the gas station. You're pumping gas, you look around, and somebody's in need. And I think that's so crucial. You took time, you pressed pause in your life 
to add value to someone else. And now you got this digital pulse deal, 98 billion views or, or, you know, mentions on the internet, you know, with Michael Jackson and all of these other things going on that, you know, you probably before this even occurred is like, this isn't even on your radar. And now all of a sudden it's on your radar because you took the time to help someone in need. Yeah, Mike, if I can share in that, that's true. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, I was always challenged to do a five-year plan. And what I've learned is I'm not doing a five-year plan because I don't want to get in the way. My plans... You can constrain your own mind. My ways aren't God's ways and God's ways aren't Correct. my ways. That's right. So, and it says as far as north, the east is from the west. So, yeah. so guess what? I'm going to put a five-year plan together. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm going to get in the yeah. way of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. And if you, there's a mm-hmm. principle in life, and, I, and I, I'm not, listen, when a human being is in need, mm-hmm. you move. Right. I don't care who you are. Right. And most of my opportunities mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. came from that. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, no one wanted to touch John Texter. Yeah. Back in 2012. Yeah. Everybody ran from him. I didn't. Well, you know what? Jesus himself even said, when you do things for the least of these, you do it for me. And I think, I think what happens is, is you know, whether, whether people want to accept the principles, uh, biblical principles or not, and I, I don't want to move too far into that because that's not the message all over all the show, but here's what's interesting. They apply. You know, the whole idea of giving and receiving, you know, and, and uh, when you give, there, there's something. I, there's a book I read several years ago, 2002, when I started the first company in 01. I read a book. It's the story of R.G. Letourneau. His whole focus was, is not how much of my money I give to God, but rather how much of God's money I keep. In other words, he lived a life from the perspective of it wasn't his in the first place. Mm-hmm. He's just a steward, and he's going to go all out in everything that he does and think big and dream big. By the way, he was the guy that created the machinery, which paved the roads in America. Wow. So we got a few roads in this country. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. And he lived on 10%, gave 90 away. The, yeah. the things that this guy did was amazing because he was open to whatever. Whatever. And I think that's what I hear you saying and i love i want to move into the idea of how to move people to do great things because that's what you did um you had the opportunity to be a part of that process and as we're l- talking to to those that are listening out there what by the way whether you listen on podcasts you're listening on the radio we appreciate you tuning in reach out to us michaelwallshow.com or go check us out on facebook michael wall show and leave us some comments if you've had some experience in the process have you listened or watched some of the great stuff and you want to connect gregcentineo.com as well from your perspective, why is it so important that we mobilize our lives mentally to be in a place where we are, uh, I call it EYG, everywhere you go, focused on how we can add value to others and helping others do great things and then we'll do great things in the process? Why is that so important? Well, it's, it's life, right? It's, 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 it's so important because you have to be aware. Yeah. You have to be awake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, Jesus said something pretty remarkable. He looked in a, a crowd and he said, You're, you have eyes that don't see, you have mm. ears that don't hear, and you have hearts that don't feel. Mm. They were looking at him, they were listening to him, and they were breathing. Mm-hmm. Mike, what he was talking about is you don't see beyond, mm-hmm. you don't hear beyond, and you don't feel beyond. Therefore, you're dead. You, and they're called the living dead. So wh- why is it important? Because everything is around us. Yeah. You know, if you call a play in a huddle as a football quarterback, right, and you, and you get to the line of scrimmage and you look and the defense is completely different than the play you called. You, mm. you call an audible. Mm-hmm. You're aware. Mm-hmm. You're awake. You mm. don't just do it because you called it. And that, and that takes intelligence. That takes sensitivity. Mm-hmm. It takes being awake mm-hmm. and aware and being willing. Being in the moment. Totally in the moment. It's all we own. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so it's the idea that being focused in what you're doing today, you know, too many times, Greg, I think we see people worrying about the future or regretting the past, and they miss the current. You know, they miss the present. They miss that on today. And today's all we have. You know, we, we don't know if the future is going to happen. So you got some good stuff potentially coming in the future if you're going to be there, and I think you will. So what's on your heart for the next, not five-year plan, but just what you see, Greg, as what that next step is, next thing, next project, next thing you're excited about in, in life? So, you know, for myself, it's now, I how do I help millions mm-hmm. instead of, you know, thousands? Mm-hmm. How do I help millions? Mm-hmm. How do I how do I help coach, lack of a better term? How do I help inspire mm-hmm. other leaders, entrepreneurs, uh, thought leaders, business owners? How can I help them? So uh, the experiences that I've had, the successes, the achievements, you know, there's a lot of information in there that mm-hmm. really can help. You know, give what I call a mindset shift, mm-hmm. paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. So I'm really focusing, giving a lot of my attention to that. At the same time, 
I'm still working with leaders. So mm-hmm. I have several startups. We have about seven startups that are going with all millennials. These kids are just dynamic, man, and getting it done. You know, and so I, my, I'm not a mentor because I don't believe in mentorship. Because mm-hmm. you know, mentorship is like, you know, you, your client can't move beyond you. My right. philosophy is completely different. Yeah. You know, these are, these are leaders. I tell them, I'll never tell you what to do. <laughs> do what I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what that means is I don't care what you do yeah. day to day. You're a leader. You're instinctively will know that. Don't come to me with that stuff. Man. Right. That's the fun of doing what you do. Right. But when you have a moment, you don't know what to do. Look at, come to me and I'll like a, tr- like a police officer, co- a traffic cop. I'll say, go that way. I ain't tell you how to go that, but just go that way. You need sounding boards in your life. I think that's what I think. I, what I, what I hear anyways, yeah. from what you're saying, I, I remember there was a guy uh, I'll mention his name, Tom Brubaker, great guy. And he was a guy that wasn't necessarily, you know, on the top of the world stage and everything else like that, but he was wise. Mm-hmm. He was wise. You know, he was he was a man that knew God. He wasn't judgmental. You, you know, you, you know, sometimes when you ask somebody a question, you say, hey, what do you think about this? And they're so quick to give you an answer because they didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. They just want to hear themselves tell you what they think sounds good, right? Yeah. And so he was a guy that basically, you ask him a question, he's like, you know what? I need to think about that. I'm going to pray about that, and I'll get back to you. And literally a day or two later, he'd come back and he'd say, you know what? I've thought through this, and here's what I think. And he was interested in really putting together an answer for me that I needed to hear from me in the moment, not what he thought sounded good coming from his own lips. And I think that's what I hear you saying with these millennials is a lot of times, or anybody that we connect with, is the idea of being that sounding board and, and pushing them in the right right way they should go. They're leaders, and they're, they're really divergent yeah. in their leadership style. And, and guys like us love that, mm-hmm. that type of leadership. So, yeah, they don't, you know, most leaders don't need to be told what to do. They need to be told to do what you want to do. It's freedom. freedom. Yeah. yeah, correct. And I inspire them to go, no, go, trust yourself. You know, yeah. we talk about God. How do you know mm-hmm. God? You know God through yourself and through others. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. I, I study theology. Mm-hmm. I was a minister. Mike, sometimes when I'd finish speaking, I'd go home after church and I, I'd sit on my couch, put the Yankee game on and I'd sit there and watch and I'd think to myself, I don't even know if what I just told them is true. <laughs> 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 they want to believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, I have the same yeah. sky above me that you do. Yeah. I don't have this connect, this online phone that mm-hmm. I reach and know what truth is. So mm-hmm. the truth is what we have to trust is our instinct, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I believe God speaks through us, mm-hmm. he speaks to us. Mm-hmm. I tell my, my children, I tell others, listen to everyone, but follow no one. Because no one's yeah. on this earth that puts shoes on, doesn't put shoes on, has the right to be followed. And trust yourself. It's a cop-out sometimes. People just don't want to think. They just want to tell them what to do with their money. I'll do it. It's your money. Well, and that's exactly what we take. We, it's mandatory when people come in to our firm, at least on the uh, Wall Private Wealth for the review, we make them sit down with us and go through an educational process that they've never been through before. It's brand new. It's simple, but it's brand new because I want to make sure that they see things the way I see them yeah. to make sure we're the right fit. You know, because I can't retrain five years out if we've never talked about it in the beginning. So I'm going to give you the last word here. I'm going to have you back sometime, Greg. We're going to talk about some other great things you got going on and other things in general. I've enjoyed the conversation. So if you can leave anything with the listeners out there today, remember, we got people not only just in America, but other countries in general. And these are people that want to move forward in life. What would you leave with them? I'll leave them with this. Two things. One, nobody really cares about your dreams. So if they're going to happen, it's because you make them happen. Two, your dreams ain't gonna happen unless other people believe about, believe your dreams. Can't do it alone. So it's the unique part of understanding how to educate people and why you're doing what you're doing to inspire them to make your dream theirs. Last question, how important is it for them? Because I always encourage people each and every week, dial in, even if you listen to the motivational segment segments in general, other people like yourself, put positive things, things that are going to challenge you, things that are going to encourage you in front of you, in your ears, each and every day, consistently. Do you agree with that? It's massive. I put it this way. Move everything that's negative out of your path yeah. and out of your proximity. Mm-hmm. Everything. E- example, news. Yeah. <laughs> I'm t- I stopped listening to the news in 08. Yeah. yeah. Stop reading the paper in 08. But I know everything that's going on. Yeah. But I, I'm not susceptible right. to that v- low vibration of negativity. Yeah. Because it affects you. It's poison. It's poison. You cannot drink poison and not have negative results. I've enjoyed the conversation here today with Greg Centineo. And uh, Greg, thanks so much for joining us. 
Thank you, man. This was great. Yeah, I look forward to having you back. And and again, at any point in time, check out michaelwallshow.com. You missed the first part of the show, you can go there, click on, and just subscribe to the show. Whether you got iTunes or Stitcher, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app. If you're listening to us via radio, well, you got to wait and tune in next week. Or you can just go to the michaelwallshow.com. Again, michaelwallshow.com. And uh, boy, I tell you, you know, listen, if you're on Facebook, I know a lot of you out there are probably using Facebook, Instagram, all these other things. We really want to create and continue to build this community that we're seeing happen. And we'd love your interaction. We'd love your input. We'd love your uh, just response to things or things that you'd like to hear on the show. Listen, we want to add value to you as you dial in each and every week, as you subscribe and listen on your device each and every week. And so go to Michael Wall Show at Facebook. Just search Michael Wall Show on Facebook and go to our page. Obviously, you want to follow the page. You can catch up on all the new things going on and all the things happening. I just had a trip to Germany last week. We're posting some things on that. Kind of interesting. But also, we want your thoughts on shows. So, we, hey, did we, we like this. We really learned about this. The other thing I want to challenge you to do is at the end of the show or the end of segments, I want you to I want to challenge you to come to the show with an open mind, either a notepad, get your note app out on your phone, and really listen to what we shared or what our guests shared, and then make notes and jot things down. Because remember, knowledge isn't power. It's the application of knowledge that is power. We just had a great interview with Greg. We had a great interview talking about wealth. We had a great interview talking about maximizing your gifts and abilities. And you can go through and listen to this show. And by the way, if you missed the first parts of the show, go back and listen to it as you're subscribed to it. But if you go through and you just listen and you don't apply anything, it's kind of wasted space and wasted time. So I want to challenge you to make notes and apply and say, you know what? I like this. I like that. I'm going to apply this and I'm going to apply that. That is the way you improve and move forward in life. So listen, thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate you. We couldn't do anything we do without you, our listeners. So thanks again. Here is to living well, living with purpose and living on purpose. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your personal wealth review, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at The Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than what originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group, Inc. Hey folks, Michael Wall here. Boy, you know, there's been a lot of disasters that have been happening in our world over the last several months, and we want to be part of the solution of actually adding value and helping improve and rebuild communities. So we've created a campaign called 3 for 30, and I want to challenge you to participate in it. Here's what it looks like. For every family that contacts our firm and says, we want a second opinion on our wealth. How can we help protect, grow, and reduce taxes on what we're doing? You might be working with someone in current, But you want to get a second opinion, get a second set of eyes. Every family that contacts us and we end up helping them, helping you maximize what you're doing with your wealth and you become a client of our firm in the next three months, we're going to give 30% of any additional revenue for new families that we're helping to disaster relief. So it gives you the ability to maximize your wealth, minimize your taxes, reduce your risk, and at the same time, help disaster relief in our world. I believe it's important to get involved in being part of the solution for the problems that we face in our culture. To take part of that, give us a ring at 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255, or go to leanonthewall.com and request your private wealth review.